Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of what I'm calling Coffee Cup Conversations with Pastor Stephen Dew, and it's a little catchy saying there, Coffee Cup Conversations. I have my coffee. If you've got your coffee, just grab you a cup of coffee because we're just going to sit around together and have a conversation about some things that need to be talked about. This is the first coffee cup conversation that we've ever done, and it's just a simple laid-back way of just communicating something that is big in our culture today. It's a little more informal than sitting behind a microphone at my desk and doing a whole episode as far as a podcast or anything like that, but we need to talk about certain things because certain things matter when it comes to our proclamation as Christians. So on the first Coffee Cup Conversations, we're going to be talking about something that is going to be very touchy for many women that may stumble upon this episode. And today we're going to be talking about the comedian Matt Reif. Now, you may not even know who I'm talking about when I say Matt Reif, but the thing is, if I were to tell you new comedian, no shirt on, you might know exactly who Matt Reif is. This is why we need to talk about it. Because on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, there are many people, many women who profess to be Christians who are ooing and eyeing over this man. So at first glance, I look at it and I say, well, these women are ooing and eyeing over this man because he is shirtless. Now that is a problem in and of itself. I've spent many times talking about pornography in our culture as it relates to triple X rated. And then there's this not so in your face, but subtle type of pornography. And that is where we find this subtle pornography in things like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, um, and, and some of these other reality TV shows that are just filthy that proclaiming and professing Christians should not watch. So the new thing now is this Matt Reif, this comedian who has come upon the scene. He's always shirtless in most of his pictures, and women are just falling over themselves because he's kind of muscular, a toned guy, uh, complete opposite of me, uh, which is totally fine. Uh, but these women are just falling over themselves and tripping over themselves at this guy because he wears no shirt. So then I started thinking, well, maybe I should give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I should give these women the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's not necessarily the fact that he is not wearing a shirt in most of the promo pictures that I've seen. Maybe this guy's actually funny. Maybe this guy's a wonderful comedian and uh, maybe he's just that guy that's just the new craze in comedians. So I decided to go, and I'm going to save you from this, by the way. I'm not going to let you listen to this, mainly because it's inappropriate. So I started to think, I, I'm just going to go on YouTube and, and listen to some of this guy's uh, comedy routine or this comedy sketch just to see what people are finding so funny about this guy. And the one thing that I did is I fast-forwarded through uh, and gotten kind of in the middle of his comedy routine, and within a matter of 30 seconds, I heard some of the most vulgar and filthy language that I've ever heard, which added another tear to my eye, seemingly, as professing Christians 
can't wait to get tickets to a man who, number one, they are lusting over because he is wearing no shirt in his promo pictures. Number two, this man is filthy in his comedy routines and his comedy sketches. I'm talking about terrible language, terrible things. I heard 30 seconds of it and I had to shut it off immediately. So it started a a, a conversation in my own head, and that's where we're going to flesh this out here in this conversation together. And most of the time, this is how the conversation started. Men in our culture are the ones that are always talked about as lusting after women who are looking at pornography, who are nudging their buddies when they see a pretty girl walking down the street or whatever the case may be. But the truth is, there are many women in our culture that struggle with looking at pornography as well, and they struggle with lusting after men as well, and they struggle with talking about how handsome and good-looking and beautiful the man is walking in front of them, just like men do. You see, women are guilty of some of the same sins that men are guilty of, but men, for the most part, are put out on blast as having these issues. So it seems to me that the conversation is always geared toward men, but we can't leave out the fact that we are all sinners. We are all in need of a Savior. We all have sin, and we sin in different ways. Some of us sin the same way. So let's think about, first of all, should we give women a pass for lusting after a shirtless Matt Rife? And the answer is absolutely not. As a matter of fact, let's just go to Scripture, and we're going to see something here in the Scriptures in Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 27. And this is probably something you've heard a lot. But it says, You have heard that it, it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go into hell. Now, at first glance, we read this and say, well, well, Stephen, that's talking about men lusting after women. But the truth of the scripture is it goes both ways, women lusting after men as well. So women, if your right eye causes you to stumble, if you're looking at Matt Reif and you're, you're seeing this shirtless man and it causes you to lust and to have inappropriate thoughts, you need to get Matt Reif out of your life. That's what this means. It doesn't mean that you literally take your eyeball, you pluck it out, or you really physically cut your arm off or your hand off. What it means is whatever is causing you to stumble, you need to remove it from your life completely. If Matt Reif's shirtless picture causes you to lust, causes you to act uh, in immoral ways or think in immoral ways, it's got to be cut out of your life forever. Now listen, I say this as a man who at times in my life have had to cut things out of my life because they have invaded my mind, they have invaded what I see, and it has been sin. And I've had to cut it out, I've had to deal with it, I've had to remove it. So the same thing goes for you women who are lusting after this man. You have no business as a professing Christian even thinking 
ways that you do about a shirtless man. Putting it out on Facebook or other social media platforms, you have no business putting that out there and letting your lustful thoughts be seen for everyone, especially as someone who professes to be in Christ. This is just not a biblical way to respond and to react in our culture today that is full of debauchery, that's full of sexual immorality, that's full of all of these things. We have got to start doing better as people. Men and women alike. We have got to change what we see, what we're watching, what we're hearing, and remove it if it does not bring God glory. So that is dealing with the first and foremost, the uh, nakedness of Matt Reif, if you will. But let's talk about his comedy routine or comedy sketch or whatever they call it these days. Let's talk about that. Should a professing Christian even listen to such filth when it's degrading to women, when it's using the F-bomb every few seconds, when it's just using filthy and coarse language? Is this something that we need to concern ourselves with as it relates to us being a believer in this world? And I would simply take us to Ephesians chapter 4, where we can see some things that we need to think about clearly as it relates to even what we hear. Starting in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. Now, if the Bible tells us not to have corrupting thoughts, or cor- corrupting talk, rather, come out of our mouths, should we listen to other people and their corrupting talk, although it's not coming out of our mouth, Should we listen to it come out of someone else's? The answer is no. We should put away that filth. As a matter of fact, uh, my family has moved into a a season and a time in our lives where we'll watch a movie, and if that movie is filthy and says terrible words, if there's half-naked men and women all throughout it, it goes off immediately. We don't entertain it because the more we entertain it, the more likely we are to fall in sin. Therefore, we are not plucking out our eye or cutting off our arm as it relates to the things that we intake as individuals or as a family. So we're very quick to monitor and cut off anything that doesn't need to be there. But let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And then if you were to go on down to Ephesians 5, verse 1, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Verse 3, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead, let there be thanksgiving. And then verse 5 goes on to say even, give us warnings in detail. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetousness, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. 
Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. Folks, whether you are a male or female, whether you're a male overlooking the shirtless part and just liking the comedy of Matt Rife, you need to give that up. That is foolish talking. You should not even be partners with such. Remove that out of your life. Maybe you're a male who is lusting after another male without a shirt on. That too is sin. And you should repent of that and move that, remove that from your life. Women, this is not a time that you can celebrate nakedness. This is not a time to celebrate some young man in his younger age with his body and just put that on display as, is, is, as if he is some sort of dangling piece of meat. And if you listen to his comedy, that is foolish talk, that's coarse joking, that is crude. And you should remove that from your life as well. And I realize that this isn't going to be a popular stance. This isn't going to be something that everybody is just going to fall in love with as, as you know, you hear something that you're involved in and you hear that it's sin and then you might push back a little bit. I realize that this isn't going to be the most popular thing that anyone can say, but I think it needs to be said because all of us as believers, listen, all of us have sinned. All of us will sin. First John chapter 1 verse 9 tells us, for when we sin, we ask forgiveness. We confess that to him. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So I am not the pot calling the kettle black here. I am a sinner saved by grace who still must ask repentance and seek repentance for sins on a daily basis because we are still sinners and saints simultaneously. So I have my own sin, so I'm not exalting myself as uh, holier than thou or better than you or anything like that because I am having to deal with my own sin too. But as we see this Matt Rife guy really become huge in our culture, it's one of those things that must be talked about. It must be presented. It must have some uh, some conviction behind it. Because if you are a professing Christian, the last thing that you're going to want to do is salivate over a half-naked man and then let the world see it on Facebook. And then you're not going to want to want tickets to all of his shows because his shows are filthy. So I, I just want to encourage you, if, if any way possible, to get this out of your life. The Bible goes on, Jesus says, whatever goes into the mouth is expelled. I think we all get that. We all understand basic human functions. Like if you eat, you will have to expel that later and whatever you drink will go through the system and will be expelled as well. Jesus says, so whatever you take in, whatever goes through the mind, whatever goes through the eyes will eventually come out as well. So you're going to see yourself saying some of the things that he may say, doing some of the things that he may be doing. You may continue to lust more after men without their shirts on, and you may want to hear more and more crude joking, which is inappropriate for a believer, for someone who is in Christ. So I want to challenge you ladies and men, if this applies to you, cut Matt Rife out of your life. Find some biblical comedians, some people that are funny, that are actually funny, that are actually wholesome, 
and they don't use the F-bomb, they don't degrade women, they don't just talk filthy and use crude joking, is, which is what we should avoid as believers. So find people like that. I, I'm not really, I, I don't really care for comedians, and I'm not real big on listening to comedians or going to see comedians or things like that. So I unfortunately can't give you any good, uh, solid, God-glorifying comedians, but I'm sure they're out there. But I would much rather not even listen to comedians than to give myself over to someone who is the complete opposite of what the Word of God teaches. And I would not want to straddle that fence, as I have before, of being a lukewarm Christian. So this is the last thing I want to say, and then our coffee cup conversation can end for this go-around. But I want to say this, if you're upset with me, I would ask you to check your heart. Examine yourself to see if you are truly in the faith as the Bible teaches us. The Bible tells us that we must examine ourselves to make sure we're in the faith, so I think that's appropriate for all of us at times. But if you're upset with what I'm saying, examine yourself. Make sure you're truly saved. If you're truly saved and you're still upset, Think about being lukewarm because the Bible says that God is getting ready to spew you out of his mouth because you are neither hot nor cold. Essentially, he'd rather you not even profess Christ and give yourself over to the things of this world than to profess Christ and have one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the kingdom of Satan than to profess Christ and just live like that. He'd rather you just not profess him at all. So let me just say this, you cannot live with one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the kingdom of Satan. There is going to be a time where you fall on either side. What side are you on? Are you a true daughter of the king? If so, Matt Reif is not for you. If you're a daughter of Satan, if you are of this world, then by all means continue. But I must warn you, the wrath of God is coming. So I would encourage you to repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're a true believer that has given yourself over to these things, repent and get back to what truly matters, setting our sights on things above, not on things of this earth. So I know this is an unpopular opinion. I know that uh, this is not going to be well received in many circles, but I think it's worth, worth repeating and worth saying that my, Matt Reif is not for the believer. So think about what you've heard today in these 18 minutes or so. And I pray that the Lord would convict you and that you would turn from your sin and trust Christ. Until next time, we'll see you and God bless.